0: Log Talk Radio The following has taken place during Total Sports Live
1: And welcome back to another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio and now on TuneIn Radio. Yes, you heard me loud and clear. We are now on TuneIn Radio, so make sure you go ahead. Got an iPhone, Android? You still use that Blackberry? You even still use a Windows Phone or a tablet, iPad, iPod Touch? Whatever you got, make sure you download the TuneIn Radio app. And make sure you follow the TSL podcast on TuneIn. So right there, if you missed any of, if you missed tonight's show or any of our past shows, you can go right there and just pull it up. And it's all it is all right there on your cell phone. So make sure you check that out. We're on TuneIn Radio for now for everybody, for all you, for all our listeners out there. We got a great show for you today. As a recap in the 2015 NFL Draft, you remember we did a whole bunch of things and uh, with our draft week coverage on TotalForceLive.com dot com and on the podcast. Uh, we did a podcast Wednesday. I did with a draft prospect, Dominic Bridges from USC Pembroke. But then the week, and then, but then the night before on Tuesday, we did a show. We did a preview show with Donovan James of RS of RS of, RS, of Report dot com. But before we bring him back on, let's bring back on my co-host, the one and only Angela Tony joining me back on the podcast. Angela, how are you doing today?
2: I am fabulous. It has been a beautiful day in the neighborhood since about you know after the second pick on Thursday night. So, I'm great.
1: <laughs> Definitely, and we're going to talk about the second overall pick right now. Joining us again, NFL draft expert analyst, knows high knows high school football. Uh, studies dad studies the studies the draft prospects and every and every draft class this year. Joining us back again on this show, the NFL Draft Analyst Donovan James from com. Donovan,
0: welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you guys for having me back. I appreciate it. What a hell of a weekend. Um, fun. It was great. From Thursday at 8 o'clock, and from now it was great.
1: Definitely was great, and let's get underway and talk about Let's start off talking about the Philadelphia Eagles because the Eagles, as Angela said, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Philadelphia. As the Eagles did not do the deal with the uh, Tennessee Titans as there was a really crazy rumor out there about the Eagles giving up two first-round picks, a third-round pick. Michael Kendrick, Brandon Boykin, Fletcher Cox, and Tennessee basically shot that down. Um, and then the Eagles at pick 20 decided to take the likes of a wide receiver in USC wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar. So, since you are out on the West Coast and follow USC football very well, give the fans over here a little bit more information on Nelson Aguilar how he fits into Chip Kelly system.
0: Oh, I mean, he fits perfectly. If you like Jeremy McClendon, then you will like Nelson Aguilar. You know, you're getting cheaper um, and a younger guy. So, that was a smart pick right there. Um, I thought, outside of Amari Cooper, that uh, the best pure route runner was Nelson Aguilar of SC. Um did a great job helping Cody Kessler improve this year. Um you know, can you can use him on the punt return game and on the kick return game and he's a smart player, um guy that you know, just got his degree even though he graduated early. And his football IQ is uh, out of this world and he's a high character guy, of course, so that's that's a great pick at twenty. Um I didn't know if he would go around twenty or thirty five, I figured it'd be somewhere between that. So that was a good spot to pick him at.
1: Definitely, and I know Angela has to be pretty excited about uh, not doing the deal, and also filling the need of wide receiver. Angela, what was your thoughts on the Eagles? You know, not doing the deal. Number one, we'll get your thoughts on that about them not doing the deal, but also filling the need and getting a wide receiver who's pretty much a pretty much a uh, you know a younger version of Jeremy Macklin Pretty much.
2: Well, first of all, I'm not doing the deal. Ten years, like came back on my life. Instantly, yeah, I was, I was, I, I hide my head in my hands the whole time Tennessee was on the clock because I was waiting for the logo to change and just, and just my heart was going to sink. And then when it didn't and it didn't happen, I was like, oh my god, okay, they took him. So now who are we going to get? Because, you know, we had talked about this ad nausea and There was still going to be good value out there for you at twenty. You needed someone that could fill the role that was vacated with Jeremy Macklin when Kansas throw throwing more money. So I thought it was a really great pick, and now, rightfully so, Riley Cooper gets bumped back down to third wide receiver. Although maybe I don't think to say that he's a top three wide receiver on any team is kind of laughable, but I guess that's what one good year will do you. So I mean, that really that puts a lot of ease on it too because. He's not that kind of talent where you can have him in your top three and be like, oh yes, our number two is Riley Cooper. Mm-mm, doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm great with the first round signing because it bumps Riley Cooper back to his, like to slow his role where he needs to be. And you know, it's a young. He like you said he's a younger version of Jeremy Macklin. He runs the routes like Macklin. and you know he's got great locker room ability, which we all know is huge for Chip. So hopefully he will work out and we will see something really spectacular from the season. I have high hopes for him though. I was never I was not I was very underwhelmed by their first round pick last year, but when they when they announced his name I was I was pretty happy with it. I wasn't overall thrilled, but you know, I was really happy with it. I wouldn't you know, if I had to scale it one to five, I'd probably give it like a four.
1: I think that's the that's the, I think mean, that's the general consensus of the Eagles fans. A lot of Eagles fans, they were they weren't they weren't thrilled but they were like you said, they were they were pleased with that pick because if he turns out to be better than what Marcus Smith gave us last year, then that's a hell of a pick. It means we actually got some production out of him. This guy's going to play right away. Bearing any injuries or you know just bearing that he doesn't get around the curve, I think he'll do a tremendous job. And the Eagles for the rest of their picks, they really much targeted the defense. Afterwards, they get a cornerback in Eric Rowe in the second round. They trade it up, and then they get a couple, then they get a linebacker in the third round of Jordan Hicks from Texas. Then they target a couple more corners in day three And, Donovan. What do you have to, what do you think about the Eagles draft? I think they did a pretty solid job overall, basically especially targeting the defense in the in this year's draft.
0: They did a pretty good job. Um, I mean now the sixth and seventh round picks, debatable. There was a lot of guys on the board. This ha this draft has the best undrafted free agent I've ever seen since I've been doing that I agree. Um, I mean there's I could go on and on about who didn't get drafted why they didn't, why should they But, I mean, Randall Evans, Brian Mililak from Boston College, um, okay players, but I won't judge them for that. They're six and 7th round picks. You know, they'll be happy just to make the team. Well, I'm not going to judge them mm-hmm. for it, You know, those are draft picks. They missed out on a couple of guys. But Ja'Cory Shepard fell to them in the 6th. Um, this guy I thought would go in the 4th or 3rd. Um, he thought he was going top 50, which is kind of ridiculous. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he he, uh, he he dropped. But, you know, he came out a couple of solid corner, though. He can be a nice size. Uh, Nickel corner for you down the road. Jordan Hicks is a guy that's got to overcome the injuries, of course, from Texas. But he used to be a five-star recruit um, five years ago when he injured uh, NCAA. And went to Texas. Eric Rose a great pickup. I mean, the the two top picks they had were great. I gave him a C plus. Um, I'm grading a little bit hard, <laughs> harder than most. C plus is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the last two guys will even make the team. But I know Ja'Cory Sherwood. Sure, right. He can be a nice nice nickel. Um, Jordan Hicks probably a a backup linebacker. And then the first two can be starters. Eric Rowe can be a top um, tier uh, free safety corner. And Nelson Nargola, like I said, is a nice number two receiver. Mm-hmm, you're probably I that like kid that, that said,
2: Wolves don't talk when someone read you Little Red Riding Hood, weren't you? What was that? I <laughs> said, you're you're a little bit harsh. You're probably that kid that said, Wolves don't talk when someone read you Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> in yeah,
0: I know, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, like, it's, I grade two ways. You know, I grade from my big board and, and team needs. And then who was left pretty much. I mean, a lot of people don't care about the six and seven-round picks, so they don't grade them. But I do. And that's where people drop for me. Um, I mean, everybody would have A's and B's. <laughs> if, you know, I got to count their six and seven-round picks. Some of them were really bad this year. Um, some of the day three guys are very questionable. But I like Lionel Evans. I think he might make the team. I'm not sure about the other Austin college season. But, yeah, it's it's a tough one up there. <laughs> but they filled needs, though. Um, they really did do a good job with like that. So I have to give them some credit.
1: Definitely, definitely. We have about 19 minutes left here on the podcast. I'm going to turn over to Angela. She got any questions for Donovan. So, Angela, take it away. Anything about the draft? It's all you.
2: Well, okay. You said – you. Is there anyone that wasn't drafted that you're still really surprised by? I know you don't really want to get into who wasn't, wasn't drafted, but is there, like, <laughs> one
0: person you're like, wow, I'm surprised he wasn't picked? Yeah, I cannot believe Cody Pruitt from Ole Miss didn't get drafted. <laughs> um, I had Cody Pruitt number 50 on my big board. He didn't go in the top 250. Six, so i was <laughs> very surprised. Um, this is a guy that came into the season uh, – as a, you know, first, early, second-round pick. Um, and played – had a great season. I mean, from the start to finish, combine wasn't bad. Um, didn't test how he should have. But the pro day, he bounced back, and he wasn't injured. No off-of-the-fill issues. Uh, the guy that was a senior, four-year starter uh, in the SEC, everything going for him, and he just didn't get drafted. Um, I think he's a box safety. Um, he's not that great in coverage. He's made some plays. Um, he's a heavy hitter. Um, he, you know, Tennessee got a steal. You know, they signed him um, today. And so that's the one guy for me, that didn't get drafted. I'm still shocked. I'll probably be shocked for years. <laughs> being drafted. I still can't believe it, but he found a good home. Tennessee had a good draft and definitely signed a good uh, safety right there.
2: So, okay.
1: We have – you go
2: ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was going to um... – I was going to ask you because you said they had the Eagles the drafted for need. Do you think that might come back to bite them? Because it necessarily, it hasn't been proven to be the best strategy when you draft for need necessarily. Should um, be the best player available? Because it's like, that's the proven way to get good in the NFL. Is it's just to build through the draft. It's not. It's not a sport where you can sign big ticket free agents, which we saw with the
0: disastrous dream team, which turned out to be a nightmare. Right. Um, I don't think it'll come back to bite them just because. Uh... The guys they drafted were about where they're supposed to be anyway. They didn't reach for need. Um, Jordan Hicks was a reach for need. But other than that, they didn't reach for need. And they made up the value with Ja'Cory Shepard, I feel like. So cause he was pick, what, 191, I believe. So they made up the value. Mm-hmm. I had him about 150. And I had, basically, I had Jordan Hicks about one, in that 190 range. So I think they missed on there. But if you flip-flop the picks um, – I'm not mad at it, and yeah, like I said, they didn't reach for Rowe, They didn't reach for Nelson, so no. Philly did a good job because they didn't reach for Need.
2: Hicks's role though, because I mean, they're kind of jammed at that position at the moment.
0: Rowe is 47, and, and you know we don't know if he's a free safety or a corner yet. Um,
2: no, 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 all... no, well, no, no. What's, no, no. I, I, I said what's, what's Hicks's role because they're kind of jammed at that position at the moment.
0: Oh, what is his role? Yeah, no, yeah. What's Hicks's role? Oh, Hicks role. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure yet, to be honest, man. I know he can play inside and out. Um, yeah, they are jammed in the position, like you said, Hicks. Um, that's a guy I feel like it's kind of a project pick. Like I said, that was probably my least favorite pick um, that's really made. It's a project pick because how many injuries is that? A torn ACL, a meniscus injury, um, good combine numbers, but is he really healthy, you know. Um, he bounced back this year, at 88 tackles, but still don't know. I think that's a project pick, um, it's kinda of weird, he's a fifth year senior. He figured figure to be a young guy, but the project pick, you know, I don't know if was contract situations, for the linebackers, but I swear like he'll be a special teams guy and he's just a backup right now, but maybe you can find a starting spot down the road. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Definitely, and we continue on with our draft coverage here on the Total Sports Live Podcast with Donovan James of RSEMreport.com. dot com. And, Diamond, last time we talked on Tuesday, we talked about the draft class. And Mariota and Jameis was number one and two to go off the board. But were you surprised how the quarterbacks went after them? Garrett Grayson being the third off the board, the Saints basically being the future quarterback of the Saints, the predecessor to come after Drew Brees, Sean Mannion to the Rams in the third, Bryce Teddy to the fourth round to the Jets, and then your your team, the Packers getting a steal with Brent Hundley in day three. And then Brandon Bridge and Brian Bennett, both being UDFAs, Brandon Bridge to Cowboys and Brian Bennett to the Colts and, pa- and Taylor Henneke to the Old Dominion, uh, to the Old Dominion Monarchs. But just talk about how this draft board fell for the quarterbacks because it was just ridiculous how Grayson went third and then it just kind of fell from there. Because a lot of people thought Petty or Hundley being the third off the board.
0: They did. And honestly, I mean – I had Brett. Excuse me, Brett Petty. Uh, Gary Grayson is my fourth quarterback. I thought Hummel was mm-hmm. third, but I wouldn't be surprised if Grayson went third either. Um, I was surprised overall. I just can't believe that what six quarterbacks or Trevor. I guess uh, Simon uh, from Northwestern was. Yep. I cannot believe he got drafted. And he's a place kicker, punter slash quarterback. So, but he counts as a quarterback. What? <laughs> a quarterback so yeah, I, it was that, that pick was one of the more confusing picks uh, the whole draft. But yeah, I was. Surprised how it shook out. Um, now New Orleans did a good job by picking Garrett Grayson. It fits the offense perfectly. He's a guy that needs to sit and wait a couple of years anyway. Um, even though he's like like I said last time, he's a little bit of an older guy. He's uh, he'll be twenty four next year. But um, he, he's a, you know he's a good quarterback. He's accurate. Um, he fits the mold. So he'll be in the quarterback room with Sean Payton and those guys for for a couple of years. So that's smart move. And yeah, like you said, Green Bay got a steal with Brett Hunley. I probably screamed, um, I think, <laughs> when I saw Brett Hunley <laughs> go there. I, I did not expect that at all, but I was super happy about it. And uh, as far as – Sean Manning was confusing. They just drafted mm-hmm. Garrett Gilbert in the fourth round. He didn't make the team. He got cut. He's on the Patriots now. You go back, you draft another quarterback, and you just traded for Nick Foles. You already have Austin Davis on your roster mm-hmm. as a backup and another uh, quarterback as well as a quarterback. So that was confusing. A Little bit, but I think that had to do with Chris Winky being familiar with uh, with Deshaun Mannion. Chris Winky is a new yeah. off coordinator, you know, his IMG Academy uh, quarterback mm-hmm. coach. So, um, but other than that, yeah, I'm not surprised by any of them. Um, Bryce Petty found a great home because that's a job he can definitely he might, be you since know, last year. Um, so yeah, and then the other quarterbacks, like I said, uh, the grade is bridge. Jaro Heineke Bennett sounds good. Home Bennett was I was surprised he wasn't an Eagle. Um Brian Bennett, you know with Me the familiarity too. there. But and then I know Connor Holiday this day too. So yeah, that's another. But yeah, there were some good moves uh, in the undrafted free agent world of quarterbacks. Just this horrible year to be a quarterback, you know. <laughs> in in this draft, you know.
1: It's all about to, it's all about twenty sixteen. I think we stayed at it on Tuesday. It's all about the twenty sixteen class. That's where it's at. Oh, yes yeah. it is. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know. I was I was kinda shocked, like 'cause I wanted the Eagles to at least take a chance on a quarterback like in day three. Just to develop a guy. And then when I saw that they did it, I'm like, oh the US and then see the UDFA sign is happening, and I'm like, Brian Bennett to the coast and I'm just like, No, like I wanted him. And then you see Bridge thought to be to the Lions, now to the Cowboys. I'm just like, no, he's got a good arm. He can develop here. And just like, the Eagles don't have no young development quarterback to develop. It's just Bradford, Sanchez, Tebow, Barkley, and G.J. Kinney, which is who is not going to be a quarterback for guys, for for everybody that do not know. Supposedly, Chip Kelly said, that G.J. will actually play a little bit of special teams running back and wide receiver this year to to help out the team any way possible. So you can uh, cut G.J. off your list of quarterbacks. So I was kind of shocked. I don't know if you were shocked, Angelo, about the Eagles not getting a quarterback uh, this weekend, but I was kind of shocked just because we don't have no youngster on the roster.
2: I wasn't shocked at all. I want them to get a quarterback next year. So it actually works out perfectly according to my master plan. I'd make a hell of a GM. Hire me now. <laughs> like so, you know, it, it's always nice, like when what you want for the team, whether or not it's not, really, you know, everyone likes to think that they know best, but you know, I think we we've agreed on this. The quarterback class is much better next year. I think that's what they that's what they're trying to say. I think that's what all mm-hmm. this is. Like we had to give up too much to get the guy we wanted this year. We're not going to do it. We're going, tr- we're going to get one next year because next year there are a bunch of really good ones coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I, I definitely wouldn't have drafted it. I mean, Matt Barkley's still, you know, a, a pretty young because i was a quarterback. I mean, so, I mean, you got that there, and, you know, that's enough quarterbacks for on a roster. You know, um, hopefully all four of those mm-hmm. guys will be on the team, not on practice ball. I guess you said G.J. Kenny's going to move position, which is great. He was never that great of a quarterback anymore. So, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't sign one. I'm not surprised they didn't draft one. They didn't mm-hmm. need to wait to draft pickup quarterback. But, All right. Yeah, I mean, with Hineke's 50 offense, Brian Bennett, Shane Cardin, the guys with the quick release, Cody Pajaro. So Taylor Kelly's still out there. Maybe he'll get a chance to uh, sign with them.
2: Uh, I don't believe
0: he's been signed yet. So we'll see. But you never know about these things. They might have. There might be some guy out there. Mike My- Mark Myers is still out there from John Carroll University. So you might get your quarterback. <laughs> you might get your quarterback. Yeah,
1: that's true. We definitely might. The, the UDFA signing period isn't isn't over yet, so we still got some time to get our quarterback. We got about nine minutes left here in the uh, in the podcast, and let's jump and let's talk about the UDFA signings because if you if you if you've been on if you've been on Twitter since like mm-hmm. yes since like Saturday night after the draft when he as when the UDFA signings were just flying off the board like uh, like wildfire. I couldn't believe how many names were just going off the board. And Twitter was we just going crazy. I couldn't keep up with everything. And Donovan couldn't keep up with everything. And just like, oh, what's going on? Uh, when we had it, you have a chance. I know you probably had a chance to sit down and look at all the, look at some of the UDFA signings and see what teams have done. Um, what, give us a few names in regards to UDFA, UDFA that that we should keep an eye out for right now and possibly in preseason when we, get to see, when we get to see these guys, you know, give a
0: chance, get a chance to play. All right, well, I'll start with Wes Saxton. Um, you're familiar with Brandon Bridge, so you probably know about Wes Saxton yeah. a lot too. Um, his, I, mm-hmm. I, man, he was number two, two tight end on my board. I'm either really bad at this or he's going to be a steal and I'm going to look like a genius and he should sign me <laughs> as a GM too. <laughs> um, I mean, because on the Giants, they're trying to do – a lot of two tight end set, so this is perfect because they already have Jason Morrow last year who they picked in the top 50, mm-hmm. you know, the first-round pick. And then you got West Saxton, a guy that – he's kind of undersized a little bit for the new tight end, but he's 6'3", 246 pounds. He's a good-sized guy, uh, was a fast tight end at the Combine. I'm baffled. I still can't believe, you know, he was a top 60 guy, in my opinion. And so the Jets, that that's going to work out fine for them. Um, Wide receiver-wise? Um, you got to look at a guy um, – Antoine Goodley, um, gonna reunite mm-hmm. with his old teammate Terrence Williams that the Baylor receiver gets to stay ho- close to home to the Cowboys, you know. Uh call him the the bowling ball, you know, 'cause he's five ten, two sixteen, kind of a short and stocky guy, but he's, he's fast, he's quick, he's powerful. Um, you can use him in the return game. know, a lot of these guys are gonna be playing special teams. So he's a guy willing to play special teams and I believe he can tackle pretty well. Um Right. Another guy, Zach Zinner, um, went to Detroit. I think that's gonna be a good one right there. He's a guy that's gonna probably be playing behind obviously uh, Amir Abdullah, they drafted high. But I think he could be the second and third running back on the team before the end of the season's over. So that's gonna be a mm-hmm. deal for someone. Um obviously Leo Collins is still out there. Um he's getting questioned about at least tomorrow. once that if he gets cleared, um, by that whole situation, by the end of the week or the end of the month or whatever, I think he can be, obviously. That's gonna be a legit steal. Like, <laughs> um, he's undrafted. He was supposed to be in the first round. You're gonna get him for nothing basically. Uh, I think a million dollar, $1. 1.3 million is his max because he's undrafted free agent. So that's gonna be a steal. Whoever will want to take the risk and sign this kid, um, if he's cleared, will be getting a steal. And uh, the last one I'll give you. Well, there's two. Ellis McCarthy from UCLA, he was the youngest person in this draft. He's 20 years old. He won't be 21 until, like, uh, December. He came out way too early. Wow. Um, but he didn't get drafted. He thought he was going to be drafted a lot higher. He kind of lied sometimes, right? But <laughs> he's a guy that hasn't signed yet, but he'll be good um, once he develops. Um, the last name I'll give you is uh, Ryan DeLear of Townsend. Um hmm He's just a guy that you know. Uh, if he didn't get hurt at the combine, he would have got drafted. And you know, he pulled a right. hamstring. He's on the Bucks. Uh, that's a good situation. Um, he can cover. Lovey Smith cover two defense. Uh, loves linebackers that can cover. And he put his hand in the dirt a little bit. So he's gonna be a guy that just look out for Ryan Dealier. Man, that's that's a guy. Uh, you're gonna be like, man, like, well, <laughs> who's this guy? You know, well, I'm surprised right. he made the team, and then I'm surprised he's a starter, and I'm surprised he's a Pro Bowler. It can happen. You know, uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. happen too often, but he's a guy it can happen to.
1: Definitely, definitely. Do you know when the UDA signing period is really over or is it just continues through tomorrow or is there like a cutoff period? Because I'm never too sure about that, if there's like a cutoff period or not.
0: I'm not sure if there's a cutoff period per se, but it's usually done. Um, if you haven't gotten signed at the end of this week, then, you know, you might want to start doing some other things. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell right. you, but you might want to look to the right. league or you know CFL or something
1: like that. Definitely, you know. yeah, definitely, we have about uh I have about four minutes left here on the podcast. Before we leave the USA, the to- USA topic of uh, two former, got two players up on the podcast this draft this draft season, and Angelo probably be happy to know this. Our friend, R.J. Harris, wide receiver in New Hampshire, was signed by the New Orleans Saints last night. And also, Angela, I probably have to say, probably Angela's favorite prospect that we interviewed this whole season. Defensive and outside linebacker Julian Hauser signed with the New York Jets last night as well. So, two guys that came on the podcast. And now moving on to NFL franchises. Let's get Angela's reactions to this.
2: I, I actually was waiting to say that, like, all, like, all podcasts. Like, congratulations to them, too. uh I actually saw RJ posted it on Facebook that he got drafted, like, right after it happened. Because uh, I was at work. And, you know, that's great. Yeah, two two really great guys. Both of them were, you know, the kind of guys you want success for. And their highlight reels spoke for themselves. So, yeah, when I found out that both of them got drafted... When I when I'd seen it on social media, I was, I was beyond thrilled. I'm beyond thrilled for both of them. Would I like for them to have been wearing a different kind of color? Maybe, but, you know, look, They got <laughs> drafted, and that's awesome. Congratulations to both of them. Friends of the podcast, indeed. And the Jets, congratulations, because you just got yourself the water boy.
1: <laughs> Julian, representing the P-Sec. Representing the P. The P. Act, the Millersville, and all those in all those schools, up there in the P. Oh, uh, uh, you
2: had to say Millersville. Wrong ones bring up.
1: Millersville, Bloomsburg, Clarion, IUP,
2: yeah. Stroudsburg,
1: all of them, all of them, Niger- and Clarion. <laughs> representing, in uh, representing, representing the small schools in the UDFA signing period. Got about a couple more minutes left, and. And, uh, Don, the last thing, um, what's what you got planned for this? What you got planned next on com? What you got coming up right. It seems like guys are starting to get a little close. we are starting to work into that 2016 class very slowly, but not fully yet. We know taking our time. But what you
0: got up? What you got planned next? I'll, I'll put out. Some grades. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do a whole thing on them. I might just put out, uh, put them on Twitter. I'm not sure yet. I'm doing them right now, still finishing that up. 2016 class. I'm gonna do a top 50 or a top 100. I'm not sure yet. I already have my top 50 done. Probably stick with uh-huh. that. Um, I had that done before the draft. Um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, th- those are the things I'm doing. I'm just kind of, I'm picky about it because I don't want everyone's gonna put out this week in class. I kinda of wanna wait, see what everyone else has got. Um uh, it's really not gonna affect mine. I just kinda of wanna see and wait and, and watch a little bit more tape first. Um so I might wait. But uh those are the things I'm working on. And I'm gonna take a, a tad instead of a break. <laughs> so like, I gotta do that a little bit <laughs> um not, not for long, just a couple of days. I can't I gotta keep grinding. But uh yeah, those are things I'm working on. I'll definitely put out the grades actually. Um now that I think about it. Um that that has to be out. Uh, and the after Free Agents, the top guys I think that will make teams um, or or um, at least practice squads. I'll put that out too.
1: Definitely, 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 and we can't wait. We can't wait to look forward to that because, uh, cause we got as I said, there's a lot of a lot of things happening already with the 2016 class. If you're on Twitter, there's a lot of talk already about. I just watched a video on YouTube from football game plan. He's Emory Hunt already released his uh, released his uh, big board. For 2016, for the, for the for the big for the uh, BCS schools and now for the small schools, the FCS small schools, he already put out his big board. So it's already moving. The 2016 draft process process has begun, and once again, we are very thankful to have Donovan back on again there, during this draft season, and we'll, and we'll probably talk him during throughout the college football season because this man knows college football too, folks. I'm just saying, you knows college football. So we're definitely going to have a more college you. football season and NFL season. We might have to just make this a regular thing during our football season, just have Donovan just come on uh, once every month and just, like, talk football. I mean, I think that sounds good to me. Uh, sounds perfect. All right, everybody. Thanks again, tune- thanks again for tuning Thanks again for in to the TSL podcast. Remember, you can check this out on TuneIn. Download the TuneIn radio app. You can check it out. It's on there. You can catch all our episodes, whatever podcast you miss. You can check it out right there. For me... Donovan and Angela, everybody, thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you guys same time, same place next Sunday at 11 o'clock p.m. And we are out.
2: Bye, everyone.